Hey there, you're listening to the Dream Hustle Podcast with me, your host, Shana Rucker. This is the podcast where I share all the juicy details about how I build an online business and personal brand while raising a family of three teens, being a wife, feeding the dog, and somehow finding the time to get all the things done. Welcome to today's episode. Okay, so here are the two recent winners of the five-star review for the Dream Hustle Podcast on iTunes. All you need to do to win a Lululemon gift card is head over to the Dream Hustle podcast, leave me a five-star review, and each week I will be picking a lucky winner to win a gift card. So today we have from Firedancer13, loved the recent episode where Shana gets real about what she's going to do in 2020 to reach her goals. It's refreshing to hear someone be straight up and honest that they aren't really doing it all and that they've let things like self-care and whatever slip. Thank you so much, Fire Dancer 13. I always keep things super real here, you know that, so I appreciate that review. And our second review comes from Animal Time, and she says, I've listened sporadically as I've been working on the framework for my business, but this 2020 energy, vibe, and direction have me invested, looking forward to the journey. Thank you guys so much. And if you left one of those reviews, please send me a DM on Instagram so we can connect you to your prize. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dream Hustle podcast. I'm Shana Recker, and it is my mission to help as many people as I can take action on their dream hustle so they can wake up every day doing work they love. And today I'm going to dive a little bit deep and be a lot vulnerable about a situation Uh, that happened in our life about four years ago. And it's actually really where my business began. And it's funny because sometimes you think the situation you're in is the worst thing ever, but sometimes, and usually there's always something good in the obstacle that you're going through. And for us, you know, I remember I called this episode, not being able to pay my mortgage was the best thing that could have happened to us. And it was so true at the time, it didn't seem like it was a good thing. (laughs) And I remember those days very well when we were basically moving money from one place to another to just try and stay afloat. You know, it's funny because in that moment of time in our lives, we actually on the outside looked like we had it all together, which was kind of the funny part is I was at the top of my network marketing company. My husband had you know, moved from being an at-home business to expanding his business outside of the home and, and hiring employees and growing his business. And what seemed like should have been the best time of our entrepreneurial journey ended up becoming one of the worst times. And it was because, you know, just because people make lots of money doesn't mean they actually have lots of money. And that's really what was going on with us at this time in our, in my life that was really difficult is that I was successful and my husband's business was growing. He had his best years ever. But when you expand a business and you are trying to grow a business, it costs money. And so there were many, many, many months where he was not even paying himself a salary. And my entire salary from my network marketing business at the time was going towards everything that we had to pay for. At a time in my life, in our lives, where we upgraded our entire life, we had just purchased a brand new home. Um, we had, you know, had it redecorated on the inside. Like life was good at the time we moved into that home, and then all of these things started to hit us, and we weren't prepared. 
And so I remember those days of, you know, we would wake up and kind of, you know, look at each other and be like, how are we going to get through this next thing? And how are we going to, you know, move money from here and make sure that this is paid off? And then, you know, are you going to be able to pay yourself this week? Or, you know, as a network marketer, I was only getting paid once a month. So we were like struggling, struggling, struggling until I would get paid. And then once I got paid, then we'd like hammer money at all the credit cards and do all these things. And it was this like vicious cycle that we just kept running in until one day we just couldn't do it anymore. And we didn't, we literally didn't have the money to pay the mortgage. And the reason I want to share this story with you is because it was in this time for me that I actually made the decision to finally start my own online business because we needed another stream of income. My network marketing business wasn't able to carry us through everything we had going on. And my husband was in this process of having to actually, you know, move back home with his business and let his employees go and reconfigure and readjust. It was a a really hard time, but at the same time, it was also something that I wouldn't change. wouldn't change an ounce of it because we've learned, we learned so much. And I'm going to share a few things that we did learn by going through that time. But I want to say like in this moment, which seemed like a horrible time, to start a business, that's really when I was pushed to make the decision to move forward. Because if you've heard my story before, I've mentioned this a few times in various podcast episodes and stuff, is that I actually got the idea for my business to start my online coaching business about a year before I actually started it. And I had given myself many millions of excuses as to why I wasn't starting this business, why I kept saying like, I don't really know how to do a coaching business. Like, I mean, who am I? I had massive imposter syndrome. You know, even though I had created a top network marketing business, because that's what I started coaching first was I started as a network marketing coach. I still didn't feel like I was qualified. I didn't have any kind of a coaching background. I was a graphic designer, a marketer by trade. That was it, you know? And so I didn't really count my experience, my 10, well, at that time it would have been seven years experience, six years experience growing a network marketing business. I didn't count that as like, you know, experience to be able to be somebody who could an authority on the subject. I didn't even look at that. I just kind of felt like, well, I needed to have some sort of certificate that says I was a coach you know, to be able to do that. And I had millions of excuses, not enough time. When am I going to start this? And it wasn't until we kind of got to this space where everything financially was just so, so, so tight for us that we had to do something. And it, it, like at that point, any idea was better than nothing. And so it was like my, and I remember Jason saying to me, he's like, what about that business? Like maybe now's the time you could start that coaching business. You could start coaching some people in network marketing and bring on some clients and maybe create an online course. And, you know, even as the words were coming out of his mouth, I just remember thinking like, no, no, like I can't do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. And how are we going to afford starting a business? And like just all of these excuses that, that I had really just, I was fearful. It was in that moment where our backs were against the wall that I felt the pressure and I needed to take action. And so I did, I stepped up and I started, um, at that time it was called girlfriend's guide to network marketing. And I've since shifted my business and my brand more into business marketing, because as I, as I started growing my business, I started learning about what I really loved and what I really wanted to do. And it's kind of shifted. But the point I want to share with you guys here is that this business, which I absolutely love, like, I feel like for me, I have found 
my passion, my mission. Like I wake up every day going like, what can I do for my business today? Who am I coaching in my coaching business today? You know, what program am I creating today? How am I serving my audience today? Like I love it so much. And it was in that time that was the worst crappiest, what felt like just felt like the twilight zone every day. We'd be waking up going like, what? Like we ended up like selling our house and in order to, to solve the situation. And it felt like hell. Um, but it was in that hell that my business was born and that I found my passion. And, you know, I still have my network marketing business, but in, I still have it. And I, and I still, and I still, um, you know, take care of that. But this, this new, um, brand, this new sort of direction that I took in the midst of all of this pressure has become my mission. And I wouldn't have found it if it wasn't for the, this situation. And so when I look back at this, I just, I want to share with you guys four things that I learned through this really vulnerable state in my life. And I share this because I know some of you guys are out there right now and you either have ideas like I have, um, you, or you are in the middle of something really shitty. And sometimes it's hard to see the good that can come from these moments. And so by sharing my story and my moment, I'm hoping that, um, it helps to inspire you to keep looking for your moment, keep looking for your thing, keep looking for the answer or the lesson that's hidden in your obstacle. Cause I promise you that it's there. You know, when I, when I go look back at that time, you know, obviously hindsight is 2020, I think is what they say, but looking back at this time, which is about four years ago, there were five really big lessons that I learned during this horrible time. And, uh, and, you know, I say, I say horrible lightly, because to be honest, like nobody died, nobody was sick. Our, our family was still, we were still here. And so I, I use that that lightly, but everybody, what everybody's going through is horrible to them in their own, into their own degree. You can't really compare it from one thing to another, but for us, it felt really bad. You know, we were really happy with the home we were in. We didn't mind moving because we actually did want to kind of move back to our old neighborhood, but still we, we were proud, you know, we, we had built this beautiful home and our kids loved the area and they, you know, there was just, we had set up a life there. We'd lived there for four years. So, you know, having to, have to admit that we were drowning and that we had to basically dissolve all of that and rebuild our lives was, was not an easy thing to do. And so to us, that was hard, you know, that was hard. And, um, that was our heart at the time, but looking back, you know, I, now I kind of giggle a little bit cause I just think I, I have such a new, I have a new perspective on what I value, I guess is what I'm saying. And to me, the big houses and all those things, they're nice to have, but as long as my family's together and we have everything taken care of financially and we're not feeling that like massive stress, I would rather live in a, in a much less fancy house and have my, um, finances in order than to be stretching myself to try and, you know, keep up with the Joneses sort of thing, air quotes there. And so my perspective on what's important has changed. And I guess that should be one of my points. It's not, but that is actually one of my points is looking back. Um, some of the things I learned is, is I put into perspective what is important to me and what isn't because back in that time, I'll be honest, having that, buying that big house and moving in, I felt like, that was me showing the world that I had made it, that, that all those people that didn't believe that my network marketing business was going to work, that I was crazy for doing this. Like it was kind of like, yeah, look, look at me, I made it. And so 
it was, we did, I did it, you know, for the wrong reasons kind of thing. And, um, even though at that time I wasn't necessarily thinking that's why I was doing it, I know subconsciously it was there somewhere. Yeah. It was like my ego was running the ship kind of thing back then. And now I have a totally new perspective on that. Sure. Don't get me wrong. I want a nice big fancy house, but I want it when I can easily afford it. And I'm prepared in order to be able to take care of things if business were to shift or change or something massive were to change. So I'm kind of giving away all my, all my steps here, but let's just dig into them. So the first thing that I learned looking back, and this is for anybody who's in any kind of a sticky financial situation, it is not okay to try and use one method of credit to pay off another debt. We were moving things from line of credit to credit cards and vice versa and all of these things to try and take care of taxes and and things just to even be able to get the mortgage for the house that we got. That that was should have been a red flag for me right there that we shouldn't have done the upgrade that we did. We weren't ready for it. And so if you're in that position of moving money around just to try and stay afloat, this brings me to point number two is if you're in that situation, get some help. Don't stay in that vicious cycle. And that's what it was. Like I would get my paycheck and then I'd pay someone off on all the credit cards and then we'd pay some of the, we'd, you know, pay our mortgage payment and then we'd pay, you know, groceries and all that things. And then we'd be stuck for a few weeks with no money. So then we'd go back and use all the credit cards until I would get paid again. And then we were just like in this, like this cycle and we were never getting ahead. And until it, until, until it became too much, then I wasn't getting enough, you know, because Jason wasn't paying himself. And now all of my money had to go towards everything. And I wasn't paying my taxes and all these kinds of things. So it was a cycle that we got into, you know, we could have tried to keep figuring it out. We could have tried to keep moving money around and doing the things to try and keep afloat, keep our pretty house and, you know, make everything look kosher. Um, But instead we chose to get help. And I reached out and got help. And I, you know, no shame, no stories. I don't feel shame because getting that help and doing the consumer proposals and moving our, getting our credit cards and stuff taken care of. Yeah. That, you know, it hurt our credit rating. There's lots of things that it did do that were negative. Um, but at the same time, there were lessons that I had to learn in my financial space that I wasn't going to learn if I just got out of it easily. So I had to go through it in the hard way to be able to go, okay, Shana, it's not okay to go out and, you know, buy $500 worth of stuff on a credit card when you don't have $500 to like actually pay for it. Cause that's what I was doing. I, I joke that I had these $500 days. Cause I'd be like, Oh, well we needed groceries. And then I had to go to Michael's and buy this stuff. And then I was like here. And then, Oh, I bought this like cute little sweater and bought this stuff for the kids. And like, I literally come home and be like, wow, I just spent 500 bucks today. Like, you know, but I wouldn't think it was, I didn't think anything of it because I would just keep thinking in my mind, well, I'm going to get a big paycheck next month. It's all going to be good. That caught up with me over time. So I had to go through this the hard way in order for me to really get impacted by the lessons. So if you're in a situation and you know, you can tell, like I knew in my heart when things got bad enough that we were in a situation and I needed to get help that I couldn't continue trying to move things around anymore. So if you're in that situation, find the help, you know, call a bank, call a financial advisor, call a, um, you know, a debt solutions, um, person, get some help to try and figure out how to get everything under control. Because once we got things under control and we had help in our corner, that was when things started to turn around. Absolutely make sure you do that. And then as entrepreneurs, like both my husband and I are entrepreneurs, number three is, is be prepared. You know, as entrepreneurs, we don't know exactly when rough times are going to hit. 
So don't spend everything you get, you know, and don't be buying things that you can't necessarily afford yet because you think you need to have them in order to be, you know, of a certain status or to show that you're successful. You know, I bought a home and decorated it all out and wanted it to be such a way so that when we had people over, we could say like, look, we're successful. And that was like the stupidest thing we could have ever done. I don't need things to show people that I'm a success. To me, success is helping somebody achieve something, you know, in their business for me. Like it's when my clients are happy. It's when they, um, success to me is when I've been able to, you know, help somebody take action on something or break through fear or, um, create the brand or the, the website or the thing and be able to now start to build their business because they have that thing. Like that's success to me now. It's the people that I'm serving. It's not the, the handbag that I'm carrying or the car that I drive. It's, it's about how many people's lives can I impact? And, um, yeah, I had like, had to go through what I went through in order to be able to see that. And don't get me wrong. It's okay to do things for the money. Like, you know, it's okay to do things because you want stuff. Like I want the fancy cars and the handbags and the houses and all those things. I want those things, but I want them when I can easily afford them. And that's the change in my perspective is I don't want things because I feel like I should have it because that's what's going to make me successful. I hope that makes sense. So as entrepreneurs, you don't exactly know when things are going to go up and down, right? We don't have steady incomes as entrepreneurs. Like, you know, and I mean, my network marketing business has become residual and it is steady and I, and I absolutely love and appreciate that. And that's why I'm such an advocate for network marketing. Um, but you know, my other business, it's, it comes in waves. It depends on how many clients I'm helping at one time and how many programs I'm running and, and what am I launching and what is, you know, what's going on. And that has waves. So be prepared um, for those times. And lesson number four is when you're going through a, a crappy time, there is an opportunity in that, that, that crappy time. You know, it's like the diamonds in the rough. When you look at a diamond, it actually doesn't look like a diamond when it's in the ground. It looks like a lump of coal. And you have to actually pick away and, and, and that, that when they put pressure on that coal, the diamond actually forms in the inside and you kind of pull the, the coal off to find the diamond. It's the same in the, in, the, in the obstacles. There's always an opportunity in them, but you have to find it. You have to keep scratching off the coal until you, you know, find the opportunity and for me, the opportunity in the mess we were in, in that giant lump of financial coal was my purpose, like was my business opportunity was forced me to really look at something that I knew in my heart that I wanted to do, but I was, I was giving myself every excuse not to do it. And so, um, that like to me has been, been so valuable. It has been, you know, the best gift that has come out of that situation. And now we live, I mean, it's been four years. Things are great. Like we are healthy. We're happy. We have, you know, multiple businesses. We are not stressed every month financially. We have money to invest in coaches and, um, you know, in we're taking our family on a trip in March and, you know, like things are good and it, they're good because I've learned those lessons and I do not want to repeat them. So I'm being careful and I am, I am not running around like I was before. So if you're in an obstacle right now, there is something in there for you. There is a lesson for you to be learned. There is a lesson for you to learn. And so making sure that you're looking for it. And then number five is 
the excuses that I was giving myself to not start my business, looking back um, at that time, and um, this one's not necessarily to do with my financial piece, although that it is, I was giving myself those excuses because I was scared and they were all bullshit. And I, every excuse that I gave myself, I overcame every single one of them when the pressure was on. When the pressure wasn't on, it was easy for me to go, nah, you know, like, ah, I'm just not ready yet. Or I'm going to wait till I, you know, hit this level, or I'm going to wait until I read that book or, you know, whatever. When the pressure came on, I had to take action. And so the excuses, um, didn't, weren't as easy for me to walk away from because we needed to do something. So to say that I didn't have time, you know, I made time. And one of my biggest excuses was, well, you know, I didn't have a lot of extra money to invest in, you know, the software and the programs and, you know, all the things. And so I had to get, I had to get resourceful first and find things that were inexpensive so that I could, I could actually do them. But two, I also had to get resourceful and find money that I didn't have in order to invest in the right coaches and mentors to help me fast track my business. Cause I didn't have a lot of time to try and figure this shit out. Like I had to get this moving and shaking quickly. And so I asked, my mom and borrowed some money and helped to get my first mentor who literally walked me through step-by-step step on what I needed to do in order to start my business and started to make money quickly. And so I just, that's what I did. I became super resourceful in that time. My excuses for not knowing, you know, what to do and how to do it. And I was, you know, the imposter syndrome stuff. Like I got over all of that. I started just doing, I started creating content. I started putting it out there. I started using that content and the things that I knew to create programs. I sold my first program. I made a few, a few or four or $5,000 off that first program, um, you know, at six months into starting a new business. Like, so all those excuses I put off for a year that put, put me off for a year. As soon as that pressure was on and my back was against the wall, I figured them all out. I didn't have those excuses anymore. I couldn't have those excuses anymore. I just did it. And so if you are using excuses to stop yourself from starting this business, I'm telling you right now, don't wait for the pressure to get so heavy like it did for me that you have to start this business. You know, I always talk about the analogy, the feather, the brick and the Mack truck. You know, you get these inklings to do something and that's like the little tap on the shoulder, the feather that says like, Hey, Shana, you know, you should start a coaching business. You know, you should, you'd be really good at that. You know, some things. And then the brick is like, you know, maybe you should start that coaching business because, you know, the finances are starting to get a little bit tight and, you know, it could be helpful. And then the Mack truck was, you can't pay the mortgage tomorrow. And how are you going to pay the next mortgage payment after that? you best start that business because it's time. Like that's, that's the Mack truck, you know, and it, it could even be worse than that if I had still said no. Right. So when something is meant for you, it will figure out a way to make you look at it, whether it's the feather, the brick or the Mack truck. So if you're in that space of getting that little nudge of doing something, I would listen to it because you don't want the Mack truck. So whatever it is you're going through right now, um, you know, know that whatever it is, there is something for you in that obstacle. The lessons sometimes can be tough ones and they can be really hard to bear, or they're sometimes really hard to admit that there is even a lesson in there for there. It was hard for me to admit that I had an issue spending money. It was hard for me to admit that I had to stop spending. It was hard for me to stop spending money. I loved spending money because my paradigm, my self image was somebody who was always, you know, 
this is another whole podcast, but you know, I had a a self image uh, that I wasn't somebody who ever had lots of money. So as soon as I got lots of money, guess what I did is I spent it, but I had to go through the situation in order to create the awareness that I even had that issue, that that was even something that I had to look at and I had to face it and I had to learn the lesson. So whatever it is you're going through, sometimes it's tough for us to admit that there's a lesson in there for us, but I guarantee you, if you start looking at looking for the lesson, you will find the opportunity. And the only way that you can change something that's going on in your world that's negative is that if you're in a negative cycle is that you have to be aware that it's happening. You have to be able to look at it. And then you, once you look at it and can see like, oh yeah, you know what? Maybe I do spend money the way that I should. Maybe, you know, using my credit cards to buy things that I don't need is not the best idea. Like maybe I need to make some changes here. That's the only way that you can make change is the only way you can shift things is if you can, if you're willing to look at them, if you're willing to look at it and go, this is wrong. Like I need to fix this or else you're just going to stay in the same cycle. If you don't admit it, you're just going to stay in that same cycle and keep running into the problems and dig yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into a hole. And then you're going to hit that Mack truck and it's going to be that much harder to get out. You know, it's time to, you know, really look at what are those things that are going on in our life that maybe need to shift. And if you can relate to my story in any way, shape or form, like just know, like, I'm an open book. I didn't tell you all the gory details in here of everything that was going on in, in our lives because this podcast would be like five hours long. Um, but if you do have questions about how we, you know, managed to kind of drudge through this and how we, you know, got back on our feet or some of the things that we went through, you know, I'm happy to chat about them. You can always send me a, a DM in my Instagram, Shana Recker on Instagram. Um, if you found value in this episode, or if you know somebody who needs to hear this message, please feel free to share this on your Instagram and tag me so that I can, you know, one, thank you, but two, it's just, there are people out there who are living in that negative cycle going around and around and around. And, you know, sometimes we look at, at Instagram and all these perfect, you know, business entrepreneurs and how life is just so good. And they've got these pretty photos and all the things but we don't see some of the shit that's gone on behind the scenes, you know, whether it be happening before so that they could get to where they are, or they might be in it right now. What you see on the outside isn't necessarily what's going on in the inside. And it's okay to admit that you're not okay. Cause that's the awareness, right? You can't fix it. If you don't know, if you're not aware that it's broken, I am a big believer in facing those obstacles because when you face them, you will get the lesson. And when you get the lesson, you get the gift. And so I really just want to share that story with you today because I think it's important. I really think it's important. So I hope that you found value in this guys today. And I just want to also remind you that if you are somebody who's looking to start a business, if you are in that space that I was in, you're kind of, you know, going around in circles with the different excuses and stuff. I want to invite you into one of the classes that I'm hosting. It's starting February 10th. It's actually a three-day workshop. And I'm teaching whether you're a new uh, entrepreneur or growing entrepreneur, or you're thinking about, you know, becoming a service-based entrepreneur, so a coach or a mentor, um, and you want to, or you want to create an online program of some sort, an online course or a group coaching program, whatever. I am hosting a three-day workshop. And in this three-day workshop, I'm teaching you how to create content that connects with your ideal clients, how to use that content to grow things like your email list, to grow your social media, and then how to use that same content to build products and programs that you can sell. 
just like I did when I was in my shit storm and I needed to sell a product so I could make some money. I created a five or six video module program on network marketing and how to, it was actually called go all in, how to go all into your network marketing business. And I'm going to teach you what I did to build that program and other programs that I've created since in order to generate a revenue stream for yourself and your business and, or for yourself um, with an online personal business brand course creation, group coaching, whatever you want to do. I'm going to teach you about all those different things. And that's happening February 10th. So if you want to get in on that, you can go to shanarecker.com. It's right on my homepage. We'd love to see you in the group. It's three classes. It'll be well over three hours of content and workbooks and all kinds of great stuff. It's being held in a Facebook group. I'll be doing live training. Plus there'll be recordings for those who can't make it live because I know everybody's got busy schedules. But I'd love to have you there. If that's something that you're open to or interested in, just go to shanarecker.com and we'd love to see you in the group. So that's it for me guys today. I hope you found value in this episode and know that if you're going through something right now, you're not alone. There are people that can help you reach out. And uh, if you have any questions about me or my journey, always here to chat. So that's it for me guys. Have an amazing day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.